the reason why we had no money and had no capital is because our mindset and attitude towards money and capital is so negative. Mm-hmm. And if you have, you know, that much negativity towards something and you repel it internally or mentally or spiritually or however you want to phrase it, it's not going to come to you. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, excited to have Alice Hammond. Alice, how are you doing today? What's up, Todd? Glad to be here, man. (laughs) Happy to have you. A little bit about Alice and I'll let you uh, expand upon it, but... Uh, you are a former missionary, and we're still really a missionary, right? You're still yeah. doing God's work. It's not like you just like said, "I'm done doing that." Yeah. Uh, but but in a different capacity, and kind of an exciting capacity. So we'll we'll hit on that. Uh, but you are now a full time real estate investor. You're also an author, um, and doing God's work in a different way. So let's let's get into it. Why don't you tell me a little bit about more about your background, like? Talk us through, you know, the missionary and then talk us through like this transition into multifamily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, gosh, it feels like it wasn't that long ago, man. I really, I was full-time Christian missionary, college pastor. So out in San Diego, California, our, our vision, our goal uh, with that ministry nonprofit was to build communities of faith on college universities across San Diego. So love what I did, man. I mean, I just got to be in the lives of young people, go to fraternity houses, hang out with these young, crazy mm-hmm young men. And really, I just love what I did, man. I was helping people build a foundation of faith that would help them find purpose and make great decisions, you know, for the rest of their lives and loved what we did. Uh, We got about four years into it. And I mean, I don't know how to say it, but like, money wasn't an issue. Like we were a nonprofit, we were fundraising. And up to that point, I was fine to be broke, man. Like I was fine to be poor. It really was like, I just money for me. I, I really never want anything to do with it. I saw the effects that I thought money was having on my family, my parents, mm-hmm. friends. And so I just for a long time said, Hey, I'm going to go do something that has nothing to do with money until we got to a point in our ministry where, man, we needed more money. Like it was just the best way I could say it. And the light bulb went off for me, like, man, money must not be that bad. If Mm. an organization like us, missionaries like me and my friends needed more of it. And so we just got hungry, man, to figure out how do we go create vehicles that can produce wealth, produce cash flow, um, and really maybe help supplement organizations like ours, and that's where I learned about real estate. It was not multifamily then. I had no idea what a syndication was, <laughs> right? That I mean, honestly, I thought up to that point, like you had to be really wealthy to purchase real estate. I mean, yeah. that was what I yeah. thought. Like I never, ever, ever thought someone like me could go and buy a piece of real estate. Mm. And I went to this two-hour seminar. I heard this radio ad, if you can believe it. And they said, hey, if you want to learn how to build wealth through real estate, come to this seminar. And like, you know, it's like, how, who ever goes to those things? I did. Alice does. (laughs) Who goes to those people? Desperate people, man. (laughs) And so that was me, desperate, but hungry. And I went there and what I saw changed my life. I saw average Joes, blue collar folks, people that didn't come from wealth, changing your life through real estate investing and uh, Mm. just got hungry to go figure out how do we do this. And so long story short, man, we bought a duplex here in San Diego, California, loved it, did really well with it. 
but realized that was going to be too small to really accomplish what we wanted to do. And that's where we learned about apartment syndication. And here we are today, you know, we, we, we control a network of about 150 investors who are looking to place capital in apartment complexes across the nation and um, really using multifamily investing as a vehicle for not just imp- like financial impact, but really eternal impact. I'm sure we can get into that today as yeah. well. Awesome. Awesome. So this transition, like take me through some of the, some of the difficulties that you went through with this transition, like mindset and like, like take me through that shift. Cause I can't, I just like, I'm thinking about my shift from teacher to real estate investor. And then I think of like the shift that you went through and it's got to like blow mine out of the water. Yeah. All right. So if I can just to my own, I I wrote a book and I want to make sure we get a copy of everyone. But the reason I mentioned that is because there's a chapter dedicated to this whole thing, because this is how significant this transition was for me. And I think for so many, especially like the Christian community, man, because it is like ingrained in us for some reason, for a lot of reasons, we probably don't have time to go into today. That money is evil, right? That capital is not really worth pursuing or having and so i dedicate a whole chapter of this because honestly when i look back at my life in that season it was a whole chapter for me like it was the reason why we had no money and had no capital is because our mindset and attitude towards money and capital was so negative mm-hmm. and if you have you know that much negativity towards something and you repel it internally or mentally or spiritually or however you want to phrase it it's not going to come to you you know what I'm saying? And so that's where we were when it came to, to money and capital. And so, man, I just had to like, when that turning point hit me, like, man, we, money must not be that evil. We need to figure out ways to go create and build wealth. I just started to assess, like, where does this come from? Like, why do I have such baggage when it comes to my view of money? And I just look back at my life, man. And I, I write about this of like, there's a couple things that happened to me. Um, Somewhere along the way, I decided money was evil. You know, when I think about my parents' divorce when I was 10, money was always the issue, always the center of debate, right? And so early on, man, I just think like I related money with the struggles in my, you know, in my life. Um, My father passed away at 55 years old. And I remember constantly, he retired early, but from 40 to 55, he always worried about money, man. And um, it was always an issue for him and it caused a lot of stress. And so I just remember thinking like, why would I give my life to something that in the end, it just disappoints anyways, right? And so I just Mm -hmm. had this association, a lot of things like that where I finally kind of assessed why I thought the way I thought. And I think a lot of us men never really take the time to really assess our baggage is what I say, right? Like, and, but what that did, man, it, it just, open my eyes to wow okay maybe i can begin to think differently about money and the couple of things i i say that really changed for me i realized that capital equals influence i just like it made sense to me man I, I thought for so long i was you know time was the best way to have influence but i was just i was missing half the equation right you gotta also have capital um money flows to value you know like again i had such a negative like i'm even ashamed to say this man the the negative view I had on people who had a lot of money because again, we're taught that, you know, if you have a lot of money, you've got there through greed or you've got there through deception or whatever it is. And that's so false. 
like most of the people I know who have a lot of money, you know, who are doing well or successful, like yourself, for example, you've gotten there because people trust you because you've mm-hmm. done, you, you've created value to people. And so yeah. I've learned that money flows to value. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, man, really specifically is that I think one of the reasons we have people are so scared to talk about money in the church while most of our sermons around money are, Hey, beware, right. Or whatever it is. And don't get me wrong. Jesus talks a lot about watching your heart and watching your mind and all these things about money. But I think we have the assumption automatically that money is going to be master over us. When in reality, we actually have the choice to be, to be the master over money. And that really just comes through financial education. Like when we learn how money works and how to steward it and how to create it and how to protect it, money no longer has mastery over us. And so those were the real shifts that happened for me. Yeah, that's powerful. And when you talk about, like you said, like money is the root of all evil. And I think, you know, whether it's Christians and, and really a lot of other religions and a lot of other just people that aren't even believers, they, this thing around money is, is so negative, right? It's, well, we don't want to have, if we have too much of it, we're greedy, we're taking advantage of, we must be taking advantage of other people if we've got money uh, because other people don't, right? And what, what they don't, I, I saw an article and I think it was yesterday uh, and it said that the top 1% is stealing all the money from the bottom 99%. And that was the article. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's what people's brains think. The top 1% must be taking all the money from that's everybody so else. And that's and be, why? Because people that whoever wrote the article thinks that money's a limited resource. Let me give you an, let me yeah. give you a, a real recognition. I just read an article. You read an article, I read an article that the government is printing one trillion dollars of new money so clearly money is not a limited resource when we can just go print more right so that's another I- issue but in general money's not limited resource there's plenty of it yeah. the top one percent only have one percent i mean they have a lot of it but they don't have all of it so there's yeah. more out there for people to go get no one's taking it's crazy concept but it's a it is the mindset of our of it's our the mind, it's the mindset of, yeah. of so many people and that mindset you know it's, it's difficult to shift. And I think a lot of it's cause, you know, there's a lot of, there, there's just a lot of misinformation out there. Right. And, and you believed it and, and I believed it. Like, yeah, I was a victim. A, a, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of us have, you've already mentioned some stuff about like why it's important to have money and to utilize it. Um, but why is money not the root of all evil? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, man. You're never going to convince everybody from this, but I was a missionary. Like, I've been on the side of just being poor and not in the sense of, like, feel bad for me, poor. I chose yeah. that route. I don't, yeah. didn't care. I was fine. My mom and dad were like, really? Why are you going to do this? You want to go? I'm like, no, I really don't care about making it. So I don't say that to say feel bad for me. Like I made that decision. Yeah. I could have gone, I clearly, I could have gone and built a business or been an entrepreneur early on in my career, decided not to do that. I'm doing that now. So I knew I always could do it. Um, the reason money is not evil is because, like I said before, capital equals influence. Like 
every organization, anybody who's doing like every nonprofit venture is backed by capital. It's backed by investors. Um, I mean, the great, like your church, your pastor, everything is backed by entrepreneurs, those who create value in the world that people are willing to pay for. That is how the economy works. That's how even the kingdom of God advances is, 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 is through the messenger and is through those who support the messenger. And so, um, you know, like we have to have both. And so, you know, it's, uh, I, I look back at the way our nonprofit was growing and even the way I was, I was able to, to do what I did for six years as a missionary. It was because I had, you know, not quite a hundred, but let's say 70 or 80 financial supporters who willingly every single month gave their hard-earned money to support the work that I was doing, meaning they had to go to work, they had to show up, they, you know, and instead of taking that money and placing in food on their table for their families or going out and going on that vacation or whatever it is, they took a percentage of that money and they gave it to me so yeah. that we could do our work. So I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't going to be able to do that anywhere, anyway else, man. So I, I just, I mean, really simply, like we need it. That, yep. There's no other way around it. Yep. Yep. Um, what's the name of your book? It's called The Mission of Multifamily. Mission of Multifamily. And where, where can people find that, by the way? Yeah. So you can grab a free copy. I think if we're, we'll release this after the 21st of September at missionofmultifamily.com. Um, the book is also the name of the website and for right now, we're giving away free copies just because dude, I'm, I'm passionate about this message, man. I, I want, it's my story. Um, you know, the tagline is a missionary's journey towards financial freedom through apartment investing. Mm, and, uh, it really is my journey and it's my, it's what I had to overcome and, and talk, you know, a lot's in there, how I bought my first duplex to how we did our first syndication deal. And, um, you know, how we're using this vehicle to not just make money, but make an impact. So missionofmultifamily.com is where you can go grab that. Hey, if you're looking for the best conference of the year about cash flowing real estate, then check out the North Star Real Estate Conference. It's going to be October 22nd through 24th, and it's going to be a virtual experience unlike any other because it's interactive. You get to meet and interact with the other attendees as well as with the speakers. We've got big name speakers too. So sign up today at nreconference.com and use the coupon code DEX, D-E-X, for $50 off. I found you on um, a podcast, your podcast. Uh, I was doing search for for entrepreneur podcasts, uh, business podcasts that were Christian based, and yours popped up, and I listened to a few episodes, and and I've really enjoyed it, and and I've continued to listen to the episodes. Tell me about this podcast, like why why did you start it, and tell me about the purpose and and what it's what you feel like it's providing other people. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I could kind of act like I'm this really stud entrepreneur and knew what I was doing all along. <laughs> you know, that when I got started, you know, now we have this mastermind community that people are paying to be a part of and stuff. And I'll just be honest with you, man. Early on, I just, I just wanted to see if there were other people out there that were thinking like this. Like it was not, um, let's go create this big business or yeah. this podcast or this community. It was like, is there anybody else out there who is who would talk about these kind of things? Like, is there anybody else, honestly, who could teach me 
yeah. about how to live out my faith in light of business because, dude, I had no idea. Like, not only did I not have any idea how to run a business, I didn't have any idea how to exercise my faith in light of my business. And so that's why we started it. That's why we started our mastermind because it was like, if I got five people who will do this with me, that's better than none because right now I have none. And, um, and I just would say, and we talked about this, you know, when we first met, man, there is such a need for it. There is such a demand for it. Like it's crazy. It's really why I have found so much success and be able to enter into an industry like multifamily and really break out. I mean, this is the best way to say it and really stand out. It's why, you know, we're able to raise, significant money and have a lot of investors in our community is because I'm not trying to serve everyone. Like I'm open about my faith. I'm open about what we're doing in our apartment communities. If you want to be a part of that, come on. And if you don't, there's, as you know, thousands of other people they can go invest with. And I just, I've realized who I serve, what we're trying to do. And if you want to be part of that mission, let's ride. If not, you know, I guess I never really set out to do all of this anyway, so I'm okay if you don't work with us. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And I love how you just said, like, you're just trying to figure out, like, how do you, how do you, uh, you know, serve your faith and, and live a faithful life within your business and life. And so you started the podcast of that. Yet you're teaching, through your podcast, you're teaching other people yeah. exactly but that. And you know the best so way cool. to do it too, man. Like I don't, and I don't really, it's just funny. I just, so tomorrow, so we hasn't, tomorrow is the first episode I'll ever launch where I'll do any teaching. We're 50 episodes in, we're seven or eight months in. I've never tried to teach because my posture, and so many people can find success if they would just, they do something similar. I teach through learning. Like, yeah. come on, teach yeah. me. So I ask questions that I want to learn about that I'm trying to figure out. And I allow the other experts to speak on. I'm, I literally, it's funny that you, you say that, man, because the first episode of me teaching anything, I feel like I'm finally getting to a point where I've kind of learned some things that I think would be <laughs> helpful, right? I'm like, hey, just listen, I can help accelerate your path if you just listen to some of the things I've learned. Yeah. But I didn't have any of that, you know, not too long ago. So most of the teaching has just come from me learning and trying to share that journey. And so if you listen to the first podcast we ever launched, it's a trailer episode to say, hey, what is the show was, it used to be called Kingdom Capitalist. Now it's called Kingdom REI. And I talk about in that bonus trailer, like, hey, this is my journey. You know, I'm trying to figure out how the heck we do this, you know, really walk with God faithfully and build a successful business. If you want to be a part of that, subscribe. And people, I think, have really wanted to be a part of that journey as well, because a lot of people are on that same journey. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of people that, um, you know, our, our business people are, are on that, like you said, are on that journey and trying to figure out. And it's like some of the problems that we talked about already, like money is, is evil. Well, we're running these businesses where we're making money, you know, and or that's one of the main goals. Right. And so how do we tie them together? Um, how do we, how do we live that life that we're trying to achieve? Um, it's, those are all questions we ask. And I like, I love how you just said there too, about, about so many people could learn from, from just, just asking good questions, right? Just yeah. talking and asking, you don't sit there and, and none of your podcasts have I heard you really preach at all, really say anything at all other than good questions that 
lead to good answers from your, you know, everybody you're, you're, you're talking to. And that's, that's what we're looking for. And you're doing an amazing job teaching through doing that. So it's, it's yeah, great. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, that's my posture. I, um, I, I don't know how to say it. I'm, I'm really in there to learn. I mean, that's why I'm really picky about who I bring on to my show. I get a lot of people that reach out to me and say, Hey, can I be on your show? And I'm like, no, I, I don't really want to be there. So like, I'm, I'm there to really learn. And if, you know, you haven't gotten to a place where I think you, I can really learn from you and other people can really learn from you. I really probably don't want to interview you. So yeah, I mean, I think our show is something special. I really try I protect it for that reason yeah. because Again, I'm spending an hour, hour and a half of my time with these folks, you know, yeah. and so this is, it's been really significant. We've been able to get amazing people on this podcast. It really is amazing to see, I mean, just to like, again, when I asked, you asked me why I started it, I would just say the answer is yes to, are there folks out there who are really doing this well in the sense of living out their faith and, and, and experiencing tremendous success in their business? The answer is heck yes. Like, and it is awesome to see that you can, you do not have to be behind a pulpit or be a missionary or be a nonprofit to have incredible impact in the world. And most of the time when you are having tremendous success and creating a ton of value, you're also making a lot of money. And uh, that's the fun. That's the fun piece. Yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. Um, I want to know you, a mistake in your real estate journey uh, that you've made and how have you learned from it? Business journey, you know? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, how, I mean, where do you want to start, man? I mean, I think early on it was trying to do everything. I mean, I stalled so much early on, you know, it was like, I, I knew what I was good at, yeah. but I just tried to do everything. Like I'm really good at this. I'm really good at messaging. I'm really good at branding. I'm really good at casting a vision. I'm an evangelist, man. That's what I did. Like, I just like to talk and, and bring people into a vision. So that means I'm not good at a lot of real estate stuff. <laughs> you know, Like there's a lot of things in business I'm not good at, but I tried to do it all early and uh, really stalled and really hurt myself, really just wasted a lot of time. I look back, I'm like, man, I waste a lot of time trying to do everything. So, you know, now I partner with experts and I got, we have our own group. We're looking to start a fund where we might even partner with some other experts. So, I find the best people in the business and I work with them and I do the one to two things I'm really good at, which is marketing, branding and, and building relationships, capital, you know, in the sense of like raising capital. That's what I'm, that's what I know I'm good at. And that's what I really, what I do. So that, uh, that was a mistake early on. I mean, how much, would, I mean, I think this could be really helpful for anyone is a real estate entrepreneur and trying to grow their business. I think we do a lot of stuff that does. I'm actually about to produce an episode on this that does not, um, how can I say like, I'm, so I started this podcast and I'm creating all this content and like, yeah, I'm creating exposure and people are learning about me, but I have no way to follow up with them. And so I think a lot of people, what they're doing is they see that they should be creating content and they say they should get their name out there, but they actually have no call to action for people to exchange their email or their phone number with them. And so, dude, I spent the first five months, I mean, six months, I mean, heck we're in, we're in September and I'm just realizing like, I'm, like everything has changed in the past six weeks. Cause I've realized what am I doing? Like I have so much content out there every single week and I am not getting someone's email yeah. 
for all yeah. of this stuff that I'm doing. Like I'm literally wasting my time. I'm not making money even though I'm putting out such incredible value. And so that's been a huge mistake I've realized is like, why am I not asking for something? Why am I not ex trying to exchange value for someone else's email? Because again, why do you want someone's email? Well, that's how you communicate with them. That's how you yeah. provide more offers, right? Like that's how you show them your deals. And so that's a mistake I've made and I'm really trying to correct right now. Um, it's even honestly one of the, I mean, to be real transparent is like there's a, and the book is my story. I'm excited to get out there, but you got to give me your email to get that book. And there's a reason why, because I want you to be part of my community. I want to be able to communicate yeah. with you. Yeah. And um, so that's, that's a mistake that I think I really am trying to teach my community about. Like, hey, stop doing anything and stop spending money on anything that is not helping you grow your list. Like that's just the number one activity. Yeah. Uh, I can speak to that, man. I, I went on podcasts in the beginning when I first like learned about podcasts and I didn't have, I didn't have a website. I didn't, I didn't give my email address. I didn't give my phone number, nothing. Yeah. All, all that I did is I would say, uh, look me up on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even give them like where to find me. Just look right. me up on LinkedIn and right. Facebook. I'm on there. You look up my name. You'll find me. That's right. It that's all I had. I went on to bigger pockets. Oh, like man. one of the biggest. That's, that's crazy. All that I said. That's crazy. So yeah, that that hurts, man. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> that that hurts me to know that you went on bigger pockets and didn't have a call to action. Like no that. call to action. <laughs> hey, listen, for anyone so listening, like brutal. it's gonna be so simple. Like for me, early on when I didn't have a book and I didn't have all these things, I had a checklist. I went on mm -hmm. Joe Fairless's podcast and I said, "Hey, I got a, I got." 101 questions that I ask when I'm looking at a real estate deal. If you want mm. that, here's, here's, here's my website that you can go to. What's it special? It was website slash checklist. Actually, it's yeah. probably still up there, ellishammond.com forward slash checklist if somebody wants that. And that's what I, that's literally, I got several emails doing that. And so it doesn't have to be that complicated. Yeah. But again, like, that's a great example of like going on a place where people probably want to follow up with you and you've and not helped them do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Luckily, right? People people figure it out if they want to connect to you. So people connected with me on Bigger Pockets and on LinkedIn, on Facebook. But I'm sure I lost a lot of connections yeah. by a not adding value beyond like you have that checklist. Like, well, I mean, here's the thing, Todd. So, you know, to that point, I know who you are, man. I've listened to several of your stuff early on, way before we just got connected recently. But I'm not on your list. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't get your last deal. Right. And, and called action on that. And I don't know if that was your fault or maybe I just didn't take action, but I think a lot of people are known, but they have no relationship with people, right. man. And what's the point? I don't care if people know me. I want you to come work with me and be a part of what we're doing. You know, you see me on LinkedIn a hundred times. That's great, but it's doing nothing for neither one of us, right? Yeah. We're not really helping anybody move forward that way. So that's a huge mistake, man, that I know a lot of people are making. For what sure. a couple of the steps that you take to make sure you're not only connecting, not only getting people on your list, but truly con like connecting with them, right? So somebody who's going to invest a hundred, two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand in your deal wants to know you, right? They don't yeah. want to just like hear you on one podcast and then invest yeah. $500,000 with you. Like they want to get to know you. So what are you doing? 
I'll give you a great analogy or a great example. Um, you know, recently we saw the tragedy of Kobe Bryant passing, mm -hmm. right? He died in a helicopter accident. And the whole world was mourning, man. Yep. You know, literally, it's like people's father had died or their brother had died. I mean, literally people, you know, making shrines to this guy and putting yeah. his jersey down and like literally having their own mini funerals because of this guy. Why? Because they have spent years watching Kobe Bryant on television and in the media. And they, because they've seen him so much, the brain literally cannot distinguish between in person and on a screen. And so like we, that's just what we do. Like we associate ourselves with people. We build relationships and even more so in this day and age. And so I just think like, you gotta be everywhere. I mean, you gotta be on multiple platforms for people to connect with you. And that doesn't mean we have to get face to face. We have ever have to talk, but I can't tell you how many times I get on a phone call with someone and like, here's a great example. Early on when we were, you know, finding people to join our, our mastermind community, I remember this one guy saying, asking all these questions. I'm like, um, or I was, how, how did it go? He was asking a lot of questions about the community and et cetera. And he's like, well, is there anything else I should be asking? I'm like, well, you haven't asked one question about me. Do you want to know anything about me since I started in elite this community? He's like, no, man, like, I feel like I know you and listen to your podcast every week. And it hit me like, oh, wow, that's the power of what we're doing. And so I think the best way to connect is just be everywhere. So for me, that looks like I post on LinkedIn every day. I have my own podcast show. I'm on other people's podcast shows. Now I'm writing a book. You know, like how many forms can I interact with these folks? You know, if it's Instagram, I'm doing stories on Instagram of me and my wife and we're at dinner, we're going to the beach, like, you know, funny stuff. I just try and be me in as many platforms as possible so people can get a real feel. And that way when we get on the phone, I don't really know you yet, but it goes a long ways if you know me really well. And so, um, you know, to make the goal of hopefully never getting on the phone with a stranger makes my job really easy. And so, you know, having your, I mean, just start, if you're like, oh, that's so overwhelming. Let me make it really simple. Pick one platform yeah. and then pick a second platform after you do it. You need a platform though. And probably one of the best ones is something where they can hear your voice. So a podcast is really great. A YouTube channel is really great. Yeah. LinkedIn and just do videos like that's yeah. maybe that's maybe that's it but you need a platform that you can consistently and almost probably every single day show up on and um, that's been that's been transformational for all of my businesses mm. yeah super super powerful I agree the voice because you can really get your personality out there you know people feel like they know you because they've heard you talk and they get to know your personality and, and all that and being genuine, like you said, and I applaud you for that. Like, I, I mean, you, you were a missionary, right? So it probably comes a lot more natural, but just it's difficult for a lot of people to truly just put what they, what they have out there, you know, what yeah. they think out there. And cause there's a lot of people out there, quite frankly, that probably, probably don't like you for, for whatever reason, because you talk about God, you talk about Jesus, you talk about, you know, how that's such an important part of your life. And so they, they just turn that off and they go, well, I'm not going to listen to this. I don't want to hear this guy preach to me. So, I mean, so 
you, you just look beyond that, which is, which is awesome. Well, it's here's amazing. the thing though. I really want that actually. And I'm going to tell you why that's so powerful. And, and, and people got to get this. Cause this is like, I'm glad you brought that up. Listen, the most people's problem with branding is they try and reach everybody. And yeah. so you don't, you can't build a strong following and people who will work with you above anybody else. Here's the thing Ty, I'm not the most, like, I haven't been in the multifamily game the longest, my man. You know what I mean? Like my track record is not that deep, but why are people choosing to work with me over everyone else? Some people anyways, it's because my message is so strong that it repels people and then it deeply and strongly resonates with people. And like, you got to have a personal brand or message. It does both, or you're really not going to be able to, to keep people because, because if it just comes down to the deal or the numbers or your product, guess what? It all, it doesn't matter what industry you in, someone's always going to do it better and cheaper. So like, it's just like that's technology and that's this industry, right? And so it's like you got to have more than a good product, man. And so for me, I really want people – I say that humbly. Like I don't want to turn people away, what I'm saying. but And I don't want to be repulsive, but I do want to be repelling because I know the more people I repel, the more people I attract. And those who I attract, I'm really strong. I mean he's a great example of Donald Trump. I mean good God, how, how repelling is that guy? Like – you know, I don't care what your stance on politics. You, not, I don't know how much you like him. It's really hard to listen to the guy. But he is so repelling that he has such a strong and passionate following. Yep. Like, he's a great yep. example. And he might win an election, a second election. He definitely won a first election because <laughs> of it. And he yep. might win a second election yep. because of the same principle. And so, you know. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's it, a great example. Is. Such a polarizing person i don't want to be as polarizing as Donald trump but that's he good. is the extreme example of what yeah. i'm trying to say yeah. you know what Pe i'm saying people love love him yeah and people hate him yeah i mean God. just hate him yeah it, it's unreal and oh but man people but it's with the same passion people, people hate him people, with the same passion people love that guy man yeah. Yeah. and that's what i'm talking about when it comes to building a brand like Listen, because if you could build – you could build a massive real estate business if you had 200 people that really loved you and 2 billion people that really hated you. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, you know? one of my good friends can raise a good chunk of money, um, probably you know, 3 to $5 million, so not, not massive, but that's with about 15 investors. Yep. And that's all that's on his list is yep. 15 people. And it's every single time. Yep. And so. He, that's like that's said, actually really good for me to hear, man. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, well, no, I, you know, you really don't need. You don't need 600 people. You don't yeah. need. Yeah. And, and so I love what you're saying there. You, you basically, you don't, you don't want people to like you. You want people to love you or to be repelled. Okay. That's a great line. I'm gonna write it down. I don't want people to like me. I want them to love me, or I want them to hate me. I don't want people to hate me, but I get. Yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. I think that's powerful, though. That is actually really. That's a good line, man. You don't want people to like you. You want them to love you. That's your and, line. Um, I just kind of. Yeah, I'm writing that down. Oh, you're gonna see that on an image quote with my face on it somewhere on LinkedIn and probably the next. Could you just week. put my like maybe even my initials or something? Absolutely. I'll tag you something. in it. How about that? I'll tag, tag you. Tag in me. Perfect. Perfect.
Yeah, that's great, man. No, that's so right on. I love it. So what are some of the essential people that have gotten you to um, kind of where you are right now? Oh, man, so many. I mean, first, my wife, uh, hands down, my wife, I remember when we started Kingdom Capitalist, and it was such a repelling name. And I was missionary, and I was trying to buy multifamily deals. And everybody was like, why are you buying real estate? Aren't you supposed to be a missionary? Like, how can you buy $10 million of real estate? And then Kingdom Capitals, why are you picking that name? And it was just like so much pushback early on, man. And honestly, I didn't care. Like, I knew what we were doing. But you know That's who got probably the, the best feedback you got was the negative pushback. Oh, man. You know, but you know who got the brunt of it? You know who they went to? They went to my wife. Oh, and so for man. like a long time, man, my wife took the brunt of it. Because they, they didn't want to come to me and say it, but they would go to her and be like, oh, what's Ellis doing? Like, what's all this all about, you know, like, is he becoming kind of like the prosperity guy where he's talking about his faith and money and all this stuff. And we both knew what we were doing and who we were. And she just, was just like believed in me, man, and stayed true and like was supportive. So hands down my wife early on, like she just took that and just like, you know what I mean? Like just kept it at arm's length. And that was so good. Um, it was also really hard because I knew she was going through that. I'm like, listen, just hang in there. Like they'll be gone in three months you know what i mean like and they are like those people aren't around anymore i don't hear from them um so them i mean i've had some great mentors in this space uh, we have a board of advisor with our mastermind ryan smith uh, elevation capital of orlando one of the most tremendous real estate operators christian brothers in the world love they got to death dan hanford passiveinvesting.com mark kenny think multifamily those are just brothers and mentors that have given so much to me um, Hunter Thompson, it, it was an early mentor for me with ASIM Capital and his podcast, Cashflow Connections, um, in the real estate space. Just folks that people might recognize. I just, yeah. I mean, I will promote their brand, their operations, their company all day long because it's what they have given to yeah. me to help me get to where I am. So those guys have been awesome. And, and that's what I love about why I really fell in love with the real estate industry, man. It's just like, how generous and how willing people are to work and, and help each other. And uh, really grateful for that. That's one really cool thing I love about real estate as well, is that it's an abundance, such an abundance mindset. You know, some of these other industries, and I, I talk to a lot of investors who are business owners and they're like, man, I don't know how you guys do it in the, the real estate industry, but my industry, whatever it is, is like super cutthroat. Everybody, is after everybody. They're not helping each other out. If they're going to help you out, they're doing it out of a selfish reason. Um, and, and for some reason, our industry just has this abundance mindset, which is, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, in most circles, I've found that to be very true as well. And it does go back to the principle you're just talking about. Listen, there, there is a, there is a lot of abundance in this industry. Um, it, I see that changing a little bit because it's getting real hard to find good deals uh, in 2020 for sure. But, yeah. you know, like you said, it doesn't, it's not like there's limited investors out there. Yeah. Money's not, you know, capital is always, there's a lot of capital in the world and a lot of people who need an alternative way to invest. Yeah. So it's not like we need to go, like, I don't need your investors, Todd, you don't need mine. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. that's one reason. Um, but it is an industry that really is helped by, you know, sharing tips and advice. I mean, part of it is because the real estate industry has been operating like the wild, wild west for ever. And I think, you know, probably since 
maybe early 2000s, finally things are starting to come out where, hey, this is helpful and this we can create this system. And, and so, you know, there's a real benefit in kind of learning what other people are doing. And um, so I'm really thankful that that's there because, you know, think about if, if I tried to break into a multifamily scene even 10 years ago, that would be really hard because there wasn't nearly as much education or people out there talking about it. Um, so I think that's really good. It's, it's a really good thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I got a couple last questions. We got to wrap up here, but, um, where, where, where do you see yourself, Hattie? Where are you going? Um, you know, with this whole deal? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so inside a mission multifamily, that book, I talk about our vision to not just make money and, uh, and not just kind of build a large portfolio of real estate, but really have an impact in our communities, in our neighborhoods that we're investing in, in individual lives. And so, um, you know, we have our own, uh, I guess, network of investors. We're on track to start our first fund to invest in apartment communities that are, um, that will work with a great organization called Apartment Life. So there's a, a yeah. really cool um, organization called Apartment Life where they place, you know, families or missionary families or mission-minded families to go in there and serve these communities. We really love what they're doing. And so we really want to put together a fund to support and purchase communities where we can do more of that. We have our own acquisition arm um, where we're trying to find deals. And so, yeah, man, we're, we're really looking. I mean, I love multifamily. I want to own thousands of units. We're, we're in the hundreds still. So we got a long ways to go, but um, that is really what we're doing, trying to build our community of investors who believe in what we're doing and want to work with us. And then we have, as you know, a mastermind community for more people who are on the operational side of things that are looking for a community just to, like we just talked about, do deals with, partner together, joint venture, learn from each other. So we're really focused on growing that community as well. Um, so those are kind of our two focuses in 2020 and really heading into 2021 as well. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, what's a favorite book? Uh, I got a different one for you that most people probably wouldn't say. It's called Mindset, The Psychology of Success. And uh, that book has changed my life and mentality outside of the Bible more than any book I've ever read. And it is so good, man. One little truth in there that she talks about the fixed versus the growth mindset and um, just that concept alone is life-changing to think about. There's so many issues I thought like this is just how it is, but it's because I have a, like I'm unwilling to change mm-hmm. right in that regard. And so constantly assessing, you know, why, how can I be more growth minded in this area of my life? You know, like a lot of things in entrepreneurship, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that to think, to change that thinking to, okay, well, how do I learn how to do that? Yeah. Who do I need to bring on my team who can do that? Instead of just saying, well, I'll never be able to get there. I don't know how to do that. Just changing the question in my mind has been so helpful. So that's a great book. Love it. Love it. All right. Last question before we wrap up. What are your three pillars of wealth creation? Three pillars of wealth creation. Yeah. Um, this is a really great question. I want to make sure I get this really great. Two come to mind immediately. Um, one is always seek to add value. Money flows to value, right? So value is key. Second pillar of creation 
is the power of your network. That is not a cliche that um, your network is your net worth or whatever it is. Net worth is network. That is so true. Like you, you need to be building your network before you ever need it. I have significantly benefited from the power of my network this year, both personally, spiritually, and definitely financially. And then thirdly, the pillar of uh, the third pillar. I love how how these are just flowing to me because these are so right on, man. I, I'll know. I definitely know. I hit this question. The third one is become a master at one skill. Like become know what your superpower is and do that really, really well. And don't be distracted by a lot of other things. Like there are a lot of other people that you can partner with or do joint ventures with that are good at other, good at other stuff. So if you're really exceptional at something, figure out ways you can leverage that and then partner with others who can do the rest. So for example, I'm really good at, I think, raising capital and branding and marketing. I got other guys who do the other stuff and we make a pretty good team. So those will be my three pillars. Love it. Love it. Great stuff, man. I, I really appreciate the time we've been able to spend. I could probably keep on talking forever, but I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, we got to we we wrap up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, how can, how can our listeners get in touch with you? How can they learn more about, you know, what you've got going on, be able to connect with you? Yeah, really simply, man. I want to make sure you get a free copy of the mission, the multifamily book, go to yep. mission multifamily.com. Um, you'll, get an email from me love to hear your feedback feel free to respond um unless it gets too overwhelming i really hope to just be able to to go back and forth with you um hear your story and then all you can find me on linkedin like i said i post a ton of content on linkedin and uh it's a great way to just interact with me directly there so mission of multifamily.com or go to ellis hammond at linkedin uh, or you know type in ellis hammond on linkedin i'm i'm sure i'll come up awesome how was that for an action step, Todd? You know, did that, was that, was that, did that, did it? Well, you did got I, something of value, right? Yeah. You're bringing something of value. So that's, that's right. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Right. You got a content on LinkedIn, connect with them there. And then you got a, you got a book. I mean, you got a free book. How much more can you ask for, right? That's right. That's good stuff. Well, Alice, really appreciate it again. Thanks so much for adding a ton of value to the show. And uh, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Thanks for having me. Hey, I want to tell your listeners too, you're going to be on, on my show uh, not too long from here. Yeah. So King Mario podcast, and uh, we'll get to turn these, these mics around, man. So excited to do that as well. Cool stuff. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So, uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So, go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com. And download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. 
and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.